From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. We're just basically sitting around. I try to drink 10 beers in an hour, get annihilated, curse a lot. Good Lord, Cofield. You have eaten your share of hot dogs in your life. Have you not? I'm an American. I don't want to be muzzled. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Cofield and Company, Finley Toyota Studios. Adam Candy is with us. Ari is here. We're less than 10 minutes away from really going through the Raiders Official 2021 schedule. We've talked about the leaks that were out all day long for the previous three hours. We'll get to the Raiders' schedule here in just a couple. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. So, Candy, you were mentioned earlier in the show, you know, your experience covering women's basketball, doing play-by-play for women's basketball. You're a fan of women's basketball. I thought this was weird yesterday. Uh, while it's reason to celebrate that fans are allowed in to see the Aces, and there's actually some pretty good deals for season ticket holders, why are they only allowing 2,000 fans in the building for the Aces, which is roughly what, like maybe 18% of Mandalay Bay, while we're looking at like 42 44% right now are being allowed at VGK games? What's the deal? You know, I don't really know. I'm wondering if this is about the ability to social distance and how you can keep people apart in that arena versus in other arenas. And also, it seems to dovetail pretty well with about where the season ticket base is right now for the Aces. So, you know, I'm not here for conspiracy theories, but it works out pretty well that that's the amount that would be allowed in the building. Okay. All right. Just wanted to get the story straight. Does not seem fair to the women if you're not going to let as many fans in as the hockey game. Number four. Let's get it together. Let's get it together. All right, Candy, I want you to build on this combo you were just having with Brian Blessing. Explain to uh, us novices out here about the salary cap manipulation all year long and why it all came to a head in what was one of the biggest games of the season, if not the biggest game of the season. Are we going to be looking back and going, hey, they walked this line all year, and then when it counted most, they may have cost themselves a chance to freaking win the Stanley Cup. And here's the ridiculous part, Cofield. Had they won that game against Colorado, they would have won the President's Trophy for the most points in the league. They would have won the West Division, and we wouldn't be having any of this conversation. None of it. It would be all about the masterclass of George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon making their way through salary cap hell in order to bring in Alex Petrangelo and in order to keep both Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard on the roster to have the best goaltending rotation in the NHL. But they didn't. They lost that game with 15 skaters. The first time in more than 10 years in the NHL that instead of the usual 18 skaters, 12 forwards and six defensemen, they took the ice with 10 forwards and five defensemen. And credit to Pete DeBoer's team, they gave Colorado one hell of a game with that shorthanded roster, but it didn't work. And so now, what happens to the Golden Knights? Now, you see that they might have to end up at the number two seed in the division, play Minnesota in the first round. And Brian Blessing, who we talked with earlier, has said, look, you're going to have to beat the good teams in the playoffs anyway. But there is a big, big difference for this Golden Knights team going through St. Louis and then either Colorado or Minnesota 
and having to go through both Minnesota and likely Colorado as well. And that's the path they're going to be looking at if the Colorado Avalanche wins out. So the cap constraints thing, look, the, the situation is simple. If someone is hurt and they're not going on the long-term injured reserve, obviously long-term implying they're going to be out for a while and they have to be out for a while, then you don't get any salary cap relief to bring somebody else up. And the Golden Knights have been basically wedged into their seat. It, it is the, it is like you have gone onto an airplane with someone who has had a few too many cheeseburgers and they don't really fit all that well into the seat next to you. And that's how the Golden Knights have been wedged into the salary cap all year long. And they just happened to hit a spot where they had three people on short-term injury, Max Pacioretty still out for them, and they got caught. They got caught. They ended up in a situation where Colorado ends up going down late, winning the game, and now the Golden Knights could potentially find themselves in a much more difficult situation because of it. You feel good about the Knights getting the job done tonight and the Kings being able to take one game from the Avs? I think the Golden Knights will take care of their business without question tonight. They are a far better team than the Sharks, and we've seen the Golden Knights respond in pressure situations. But Colorado can smell it here. And the Kings are another team that's absolutely done for this season. Now, no Nathan McKinnon tonight. He's going to be out, but they're going to get Samuel Girard back. That defense core is as good as any defense core in the entire National Hockey League. I think Jared Bednar and his team can smell what's in front of them right now. If they win these games against the Kings, I do think Colorado wins out twice in regulation and gets the number one seed. Number three. Lakers, important games down the stretch here. It looks like they're bound for the play-in. Tonight, Lakers taking on the Rockets. Now, they can beat the Rockets. The Rockets are terrible, but no Anthony Davis, no LeBron. How, I mean, it's, it's stupid to even phrase it this way. Are they taking a risk here by not having these guys together on the floor for a couple of games before the playoffs? No. I, it doesn't I, matter. I think, this angle, I think this angle is completely overblown. We're talking about LeBron James and Anthony Davis, but especially about LeBron James. He might be the single smartest player in the entire National Basketball Association. He knows the plays that his team is running. He knows the plays that the other team is running. LeBron will be out there in the playoffs to put his team in the right position. I don't think it's going to be a matter of having to worry about, are they rusty? LeBron's a facilitator. It's what he does. If LeBron is physically ready to go, the man has been in the league for more than 15 years. He's going to be ready, and he's going to have his team ready. So I think that angle is overblown. Anthony Davis did a great job for them last night against my Knicks. Uh, they came from 10 down the fourth quarter to end up winning in overtime. But AD looked, AD looked good on the defensive end of the floor, and LeBron's going to be fine. Frankly, had they lost that game to the Knicks last night, I think you probably would have seen at least one of the two of them playing against the Rockets here just to make sure they win this game, but they gave themselves a little bit of cushion. Yeah, we also can't have it both ways with LeBron because for the longest time, most of us on this show were complaining that LeBron wasn't uh, taking enough rest, you know, was overdoing it. Why are they playing all the freaking time? That was last year. It worked out. Uh, so, you know, if we trust him to play all the time, we got to trust him when he doesn't feel like it's necessary to play. He tweeted out today, getting close, but I won't be in the lineup tonight. But more importantly, I will be there to put that championship, as he puts it in bold letters, championship banner in the rafters at Staples Center in front of our fans. Very cocky, very cocky. Uh, on the Knicks story, how much worry is there about the seed? 
Now, I do think, to give LeBron some credit, I do think he's talking about the unveiling of last year's championship banner at the final home game <laughs> because right. they waited until the fans were back in the building. So You're I right. don't know that it's a Joe Namath situation right. with LeBron. Thank but you. yeah, um, for, the, for the Knicks, look, the Knicks just need to finish in the four or the five. Uh, they, they don't want to see any of those top three teams in the Eastern Conference. They can't afford that. They're, they're a good team. They're an improved team. But if you saw them down the stretch last night, when they tried to get by with basically Derrick Rose and Julius Randle running two-man game for the last 15 minutes of that contest, then you realize that they should not be a team that, that is matched up against the Nets, the Bucks, or the Sixers in the first round because that will be a quick exit for them. They need to stay in the four or five matchup. So I think it's Heat and Sixers, but it doesn't look like the Sixers have anything to play for, right? That's their final game. You've got uh, Hawks and Wizards. Well, we'll see if the Wizards are going all out. And the Knicks and the Spurs, huh? Okay. Yeah, I mean, and and the Spurs are already on summer vacation, so I, I wouldn't worry too much about the Spurs in that spot. It's Hawks and Wizards that's the really interesting one, right? Because right now, who the hell wants to play the Wizards? Really, who wants to go up against what Russell Westbrook is doing with that team right now? And, and Bradley Beal playing for a scoring title. I mean, Russell Westbrook, if you look at uh, props for points, rebounds, assists, we're setting the Russell number in the 50s right now for combined points, rebounds, and assists, and he's blowing past them. And the Wizards, of course, do have motivation. They're they're in they're in the ten hole clearly right now, and then they've got a chance with uh, eight and nine, just one game ahead. So, good close to the season in the NBA is. You know, I don't think I've gotten from you. You like the play-in tournament, right? I love it. Yeah, so do I. I love it. I, I mean, yeah, I understand why every team that has to play in it is complaining, but look especially in the Eastern Conference where we have seen some direct teams get in by coasting down the stretch. It makes it important to be playing well this time of year. It makes it so that a team that might have been injured, a team that might have been dealing with coaching changes, anything during the year, you're playing well right now, go ahead and prove it. Get yourself into the playoffs. You've got the opportunity, even if you have to win twice out of that 9-10 spot. Number two. Candy, I mentioned last hour the uh, the club club win at the Raiders Stadium and how you know we knew about it. The plans were there. I mean, it was unveiled last year, but stories came out this week, and the rest of the country went freaking nuts. And it proves once again just how cool we are here in Las Vegas and how just just dreadful it is to live in other parts of the country. It really is terrible. Thought you had more to add to that. You you really just are, you're, no, you're stuck just, on the idea just, that Vegas is just that much better. I just wanted done. to make the statement. I saw a writer in Buffalo, and he was like, "Wow, this is you know, just like this is the greatest thing ever." You're right. Compared to Buffalo, it is. Yes, yes. I saw the renderings, pictures of what's going to be happening down uh, in that club in the end zone, and Steve, it is one of the greatest ideas ever. Right. That someone would just jump right over that barrier. Yep. And start getting down in the club, even if they fake taking a shot. Good enough for me. Pick up an empty glass and just tilt it and make it look to everybody like you're doing it. Will right? Joe Will Joe Buck be okay with that if there's a fake shot? You remember how All upset right. he got over the even fake Joe moves. has evolved. I know. Even I, know, I, know yeah, I know. I know. He realizes he's that he made a mistake in that case. Of all the yes, terrible I, things to do, alcoholism in this country. The players taking a fake shot. Uh, yeah, L let's just say that I don't think the alcohol will be the motivation if any one of the players decides to jump over that barrier and head into the club. Number one. 
All right, Brenna. Here we go. You ready for the schedule? This is all of it. Raiders schedule. It. It's Let's out. Go. Most exciting. Fire me up. Most exciting day. NFL-related day in uh, about 10 days since the draft. Uh, this is a year-round deal. Here we go. Here we go. Now, we knew a lot of these early in the morning, or at least some of them. Ravens opener, Monday Night Football here. So, yes, if you have tickets and you're not going to the game, minimum for a Baltimore Ravens fan to get in, I'm going to set it right now at $3,000 a ticket. Do not let them in for any less. Uh, they're probably going to book hotels now. They'll be stuck. Just destroy them. And ask them to throw in some crabs. Not the bad crabs, the good crabs. They travel well. All right. At Pittsburgh, Candy, week two. Then the Dolphins come. Eh, that one is really our concern here. We can talk about football here in a couple minutes. I'm talking tourism, people coming to town, spending money. I'm glad that's early in the season because I don't know that Dolphins fans would travel at any point in the season. Do you think it, are we going to get any sort of Dolphin fandom here more than – 5,000, 3,000. Are you kidding? They're going to be escaping hurricanes. That's prime time to get the hell out hmm. of Florida. We'll see. We'll see. That's a tough place to, to leave right now. Ron DeSantis is running things real nicely down there. You get to do what you want. Uh, week four. Week four. Monday night football. Again? Two out of four weeks. This is, as we'll call it, the 10th home game. You know, in the 17-game season, you can have eight home games, nine home games, or in this case, a 10th home game. My God, Candy, what is the attendance going to be like in L.A.? Raiders fans invaded San Diego. Had to take a little drive south. Now they don't have to take the drive south. Holy crap. The Raider fandom for that game is going to be insane. Raiders, Chargers at SoFi, huh? Yeah. Now we're looking at, oh, man, the, the Chargers couldn't fill a 28,000-seat stadium when they were playing in a soccer field. What do you think is going to happen inside SoFi? Week 5, the 10th of October. Justin Field starting. Raiders are 4-0. The Bears have gotten off to a terrible start. Are you going to stop me on the 4-0 part? Um, what are the Raiders against Justin Fields? You're gonna, all right, you're going to give me Justin Fields starting that game? Yes. All right. Uh, don't tell me anything else about it, and I would probably... Oh, God. That defense could be better this year for the Bears. Give me Raiders 2. Okay. Week 6, October 17th, Raiders schedule. At the Broncos. Broncos off to a winless start. Drew Locke didn't get the job done, even though he came out of the gates as a starter. It's Teddy Bridgewater now. How much better are the Broncos in week six with Teddy Bridgewater? The Broncos could be a playoff team this year. I I feel confident about that. I have been talking up the Broncos for quite a while in terms of teams that I think could surprise. And I think the Broncos have the potential with Teddy Bridgewater just giving them competent quarterback play to be a playoff team. And I'll tell you what, Steve, just pointing out this first six weeks something that both Nick Ferguson and Caleb Herring talked about when they talked about sizing up a schedule they said they look for teams that are more physical than others man there are some physical defenses in this first few weeks for the Raiders to take on the Ravens then the Steelers and then you go with the Bears and the Broncos right after that Oof, man they're they, 
Gonna fill up some extra ice baths. I can see something developing here. I think I'm going Raiders glass overflowing. You're going Raiders glass full of just sprinkles of water. Week seven. Week seven. Eagles. Ooh, Philly fans. That's going to be a good weekend. Philly fans will travel in spite of the fact that uh, by then Joe Flacco will be the quarterback. Poor Jalen Hurts had been sacked 34 times. And everyone in Philly is like, why did we draft Devontae Smith? Why didn't we get more offensive line help for Jalen Hurts? And the, and in your scenario, this is going to be where the real celebration happens, right? Because this will be going for 7-0, right? 7-0 on the home field. And this is the game <laughs> yes. in which Derek Carr jumps into the North End Zone Club and takes the first shot of his life. Wow. Break, uh, bust the cherry, huh? Nice job. Got to do it. Week 8. They will not lose. That's an old and cheesy joke. Bye week. Bye week. All right, they bounce back. Here we go. November's here. It's been a hell of a start. At the Giants. Dave Gettleman has signed an extension. The Giants are having a magical season. Daniel Jones also just signed a deal the size of Patrick Mahomes. Everyone is feeling good in New York. Can the Raiders go into New York and pull off the upset? Man, we are feeling cocky a couple weeks after getting Zach Wilson, aren't we? Just trolling the Giants fan as hard as you can. Uh, basically, you're talking about the Raiders potentially having back-to-back bye weeks here uh, against a Giants oh, team that... Stop! Stop! Come on. They'll have, look, they'll have some offense. I'm not worried about <laughs> that. But defensively, I mean, this is a game that Derek Carr could probably throw for 350 yards pretty easily. Raiders schedule. Go ahead, Ari. No. Uh, week 10... The 14th of November. Here we go. Here we go. The Chiefs are in town. And you know the Chiefs are going to travel well. No doubt. Can the Raiders do it again? Can the Raiders win at least one of these matchups, Candy? Of course they can. You have to say it because you watched them do it last year. There's something that the Raiders have, even offensively, even without the, the vaunted Paul Gunther defense. Even offensively, we saw them able to move the ball pretty consistently against the Chiefs. So why can't they? Why can't they? And I'll tell you what I haven't heard yet. Something that Raiders fans, I love I know you love to complain about these things, Raiders fans. I haven't heard about any of these back-to-back East Coast trips yet. We haven't heard any anything about the Raiders getting screwed on those, have we? No, Not you get the bye yet. Before the what? <laughs> what are you? You're on to something. Keep going. What? Oh. Finish up. No, I no. I now I'm curious. No, no, no. Got the, you've got the information. Now they get the bye before they go east to take on the Giants. And yeah. yeah, they obviously also have to travel to the Eastern Time Zone to take on Pittsburgh. That, by the way, is a brutal week one and week two. I mean, even no matter even if you think the Steelers offense is gonna be as bad as it was last year, you still have to go Ravens Steelers, those two defenses in the first two weeks. Uh yeah, they'll, they'll need the rest of that time before the Chiefs game to, to heal up. Notice the methods of the madness there on the schedule reveal. I blew by week one and two really quickly. Um, I will get a bit dark here for a second. Just a little bit. That Chiefs game is the third and final primetime game. Las Vegas, three primetime games. What is the NFL doing? I just I just talked about it earlier in the Big Five. We're the coolest. We're the biggest badasses now in the NFL. Maybe the team isn't. The city. 
three primetime games? That's it? Play play your way into more. Make them flex you late in the year. Could the NFL also fire back at me and go, uh, Cofield, you remember the Raiders and how much trust we put in the Raiders when it came to COVID last year and how often they screwed us over? Well, now there is now there's comeuppance. They're not getting more than three primetime games. Okay, NFL. Sorry, Grandpa Raj. We apologize. Rest of the schedule. Week 11, November 21st, Bengals are in town. Then a big one. You got the short week, Thanksgiving at the Cowboys. That's kind of cool. Think about what you have here. It actually sets up beautifully for the Raiders at that point because you go by... Then you go against a Giants team that you should be able to beat on the road. Okay, now you got to come home and take on the Chiefs. Then you get the Bengals. And yeah, the Bengals should be better. Joe Burrow is going to be back. They've got some weapons on offense, but the Raiders are going to be favored in that game if everything is equal as it would be right now on May 12th. But that short week in Dallas, whoo, baby. Fire it up. I want to see that total hanging at 75. We need offense. Well, we're going to give you the back end of the schedule because just like the last couple of years, the Raiders will be in great position for the playoffs. Um, I'll say they'll be 7-4 and four at that juncture of the season. We'll tell you what's happening down the stretch, who's coming to Vegas, where do they have to go on the road. Raiders schedule release, it's here on the 12th of May, NFL Rules. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. The phones are always open on Cofield and Company. Call 702-364-1100 now. Let's open the phones, 364-1100, Some early reaction to the Raiders' schedule. We haven't given the full reveal, but you can find it on the web. We'll give out the rest of it right here. Uh, what are the games you're looking forward to most? Teams coming to town. Uh, better put, what games with teams involved coming to town would you not sell? I don't know if we're going to get a lot of response on that one. You get the, you get the theory, though, right? Great game. Must-see football. You would never sell it, of course. I think a lot of people here, Candy, bought their tickets and bought them because they plan on going to some and then selling others to make some money or make the money back. 364-1100, Raiders schedule release. Release of the schedule all around the National Football League. All right, here we go, Candy. Here we go. Seven and four through Thanksgiving. All right? Raiders are seven and four through Thanksgiving. So what do we got here, Candy? Down the stretch, what do we finish with? By the way, you count up the schedule. I'm guessing you don't have 7-4 and four on the Raiders. Uh, after that Thanksgiving game, you get back to Sunday play. Football team comes to town. Great defense. Who knows who's playing quarterback at that point. If Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic is upright, that could be a win. At Kansas City, tough, 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 tough. But they did split with them last year and could have won both. Woo, back-to-back and a belly-to-belly. These are tough as you're trying to close out that 7-4 and four mark with a good winning record. Remember the last couple of years, 7-5 and five last year, crumbled. 6-4 and four the year before, crumbled. So they close out with Washington. That's the beginning of December. At KC on 12-12. At 
the Browns. That's the back-to-back and a belly-to-belly. That one is tough. Those are two of the four best teams in the AFC. Then home against the Broncos. Who knows what the Broncos are at that point in the season. I'm anticipating they don't get Aaron Rodgers, so that better be a win. Then at the Colts, that'll be tough if Carson Wentz works out. And then home to close out. Love these spots. Season on the line. Playoffs on the line. Division rival. Chargers come to town. Candy, 10-7. and Raiders season. That's all I see on the schedule. Ten wins. Easily over the seven and a half. Ten and seven. So for those of us with the balls to make predictions like yourself, you didn't say which games they're winning and which games they're losing. You just picked a number. <laughs> we can go through the I wins. I feel like you, you made a one-ball prediction. You did not make a two-ball prediction. No, it's a, it's a heavily slam both of them on the table prediction. Really? Heavily? Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm glad we're not sharing the studio right now. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. Uh, potentially break this uh, for Micah, whatever this thing is. Just slam him right through. I'm going to break my Formica with my two-ball <laughs> Raider prediction. I had him off to Cofield and company. I, put it on the promo. I had him off to a four and one start. Uh, I can go through game by game, but ten and seven. Ten and seven. I will be impressed if the Raiders win ten <laughs> games with that schedule. I thought you're going to be like, I will bet you anything in the world that I'm wrong. No, no, no. I'm no. I'm still uh, much like Coach Joe. I'm still. Uh, I'm still waiting payments on on a wager or two, so I'm not going to make you another one right now. But I think that uh, ten wins would be an accomplishment for the Raiders with that schedule, just with some of the road games that you made. at the Browns, at the Colts late in the season. Again, when we talked before with former football players, and they talked about the physicality of the schedule, that Colts offensive line, both the Browns and offensive and defensive lines. I mean, these are going to be teams, especially my God getting the Browns that time of year in Cleveland. It's going to be like last year with the grapple. Remember the grapple? Oh, I hate the grapple. The grapple. Yeah. We had like a two field goal game. That's why I don't live in Cleveland. I don't want to deal with grapple. Oh, that's why you don't live in Cleveland. All right. Mm-hmm. My 10 and seven like can very, cr- my 10 and seven can very much exist. Even with those losses in some of those key games, those tough road games. I didn't say they were going 13 and four. And how about this? So, uh, the prediction is no Rodgers in Denver. I actually have him splitting with Rodgers. Uh, check that. We'll hit the Broncos and still going 10-7. and seven. Okay. so I want to pick there, a sweep against ju- the Broncos. We just I started go, getting I, into. I was going 11 wins. Italian meats and cheeses. And, so, I, and, I, got, and I got talked off the ledge. I was going 11 wins. You, you did. Who, I'm not sure. I mean, you talked yourself off the ledge I is did. ultimately what happened there. Yeah, I mean, you, you did it to yourself. Which games on the Raiders schedule right now? are guaranteed wins for you. Which games are games where if the Raiders lose the game, you're going to get on the day after and be ranting about how could they lose that game? I will answer that on the way back. Three six four eleven hundred. The phones are open. The Raiders schedule. Ten and seven prediction. I'm guessing Candy will come back with uh, three and fourteen. Have something to say? Tweet at Steve Cofield or call seven zero two three six four eleven hundred now. You're listening to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Yep, I already sent out the tweet, Candy. That's seven and a half over under win total that was uh, set outside of Vegas. You better bump that up. That's going to be destruction. Ten wins for the Raiders. Schedule is out. Maybe 11. Uh, Some of the responses I'm getting, uh, Jack Knapper's, that guy's always hated Vegas. Um, He says, I see five wins. 
Uh, Mid-major Matt, who's been on the show before, uh, he's trying the tout business. Good luck with it, buddy. Um, he says seven. I said ten. He said I'll take under ten. I said I'll take over seven. So we'll see where we meet. The way you do that, right? See this you, you see this pad I've got here, right? Yes. You see this pad? Uh, you, Steve Cofield, can see it. The listeners can't see it. Uh, I just did my very scientific calculations yes. on the break. Yes. Raiders are going. Raiders are going eight and nine. Unbelievable. Eight and nine. And, and unbelievable. I feel like I'm being generous. I feel like I gave them some games that I'm not even 100 percent sure about. So me, Mister Doom and Gloom, when it comes to the Raiders, they're going to win eight games. It's a good season. This is why on ESPN Las Vegas, not Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, my friend. Negativity. A lot of negativity. Uh, another guy, another woman, something. Could be a bot. Probably a bot. Probably all, These are probably all bots, right? On Twitter with the negative responses on my 10-win prediction for the Raiders. Probably all you got bots. got a lot of bots following you? Yep, Russians. Russians just trying to stir the pot in Vegas. Trying to well, stir like, the pot with Raider Nation. Jerks. So I asked you a question, and now I want you to answer it. I'm Which games it. on this schedule are guaranteed wins for the Raiders? Wins that they need to have to get to your 10. Not like kind of questionable, not like I'll be happy if they win it. No, they have to win these games. You know, in a 17-game season, a season, you can win 10 games and have like four guaranteed wins. I mean, Th that's fine. The, then tell the, me the what world, they are. It's the world of the NFL. Okay. So here we are looking at the schedule right now. Ravens, is that a guaranteed win? No, but it is a win. Okay. Pittsburgh Steelers, short rest. Guaranteed win? Um, are you not clear on the no, concept of the game? No, it's not a win. It's actually just a loss. They're losing at Pittsburgh. Got it. Miami in Las Vegas. Guaranteed win. Tua, Tua, actually, Tua is a nightmare. No, I actually like Tua. No, but I, I do think they're going to beat the Dolphins. I actually agree with you. That's a game they have to win. Yep. Uh, and I believe they will win it. At the Chargers. Guaranteed win? No, but it is a win. It, it is going to be, that, like I said, the 10th home game. There'll be 50,000 Raiders fans there. Place holds 85,000. Come on. They'll swallow Monday that whole place up. Without question. I agree with you. They're winning that game. Yes. Chicago, Bear, Chicago Bears yes. at home. Yes. Justin Fields Chicago won't be ready. Chicago Bears at home. I have the Raiders on a three-game winning streak. Look at this. At the Broncos. Not guaranteed, but teetering towards the Raiders. That was my 11th win. I am giving that game to the Denver Broncos at mile high. Home Eagles, come on. I don't even, I'm not even going to make you do this one. If they lose at home to the Eagles, just don't come back after the bye. Guaranteed, guaranteed win. And you see the trend in the schedule. It's like first year quarterback, second year quarterback, first year quarterback, second year quarterback. Win, 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 win. Mm. Okay, off the bye at the New York Giants. Win. Guaranteed? I, you're, uh, yes, uh, you asked me to flip out after. If they lose to the Gettleman Giants, yes, flipping out. Agreed. Agreed. If you so lose just, to the New just York. Just know the way we're setting this up. It's go time, baby. I've been talking about See, this for weeks. Dare to be the Golden Knights. You have the coolest stadium. You have one of the best fan bases. The fans here are going to go crazy. It's going to be a frenzied environment. We expect playoff berth for the Raiders. So, yes, there will be flipping out during the season. Well, they were flipping out right there. All right, so now 
I Italian like you. Jesus. I'm Italian. Oh, oof. and energy. So I like you. Clearly, I'm a believer because I have the Raiders winning five of six games to get to that point. <laughs> and once again, let's do it. Another season under John Gruden, in which the Raiders at <sighs> midseason are looking like a juggernaut. <sighs> And then we've got prime time against the Chiefs. The autumn wind means wins. Uh, okay, I have this one as a loss. I'm not. I'm certainly not going to guarantee any game against the Chiefs. Okay, I agree. Then the Bengals at home is absolutely a flip out game if they lose it. Meltdown, no doubt. Without Bur- question. Burrow's in his second year. He's coming off an ACL. You have to freaking beat the Bengals at home. Have to. Okay, here come the two games that are going to determine the entire season for the Raiders. You ready? At the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Yep. Loss. What do you got? Yeah. Loss. Short week Short week against Dak Prescott, I think, is going to be too much for this team. But then... By the way, can they win that game? Of course they can. Yeah, they can. Of course they can. The Cowboys defense may not be much better. And you know what happens late in the season. If things aren't going well for the Cowboys, this could be freaking Armageddon. Washington football team at home. Steve, of all the games on the schedule, this is the one that I sat and stared at the longest and couldn't decide what I thought. In the end, I think that the combination of the front seven of the Redskins, their ability to get after the quarterback and what is going to be a patchwork job on this offensive line all year long is going to be too much Redskins in a low-scoring game. Uh, Six sacks for the Raiders of Tyler Henneke, whatever his name is, Taylor Henneke. Okay, because you think Fitzmagic is done by that point. Yes. Got it. It's a good thing we have all these things locked down here on May 12th. Win. All right. You wanted predictions? At, you wanted predictions? I, you got oh yeah. them! Oh, I got it. At Kansas City. I have it as a loss. I actually have the Chiefs at, sweeping them. At the Cleveland Browns. <clears throat> I wanted to put win, but I put it as a loss. It is a loss. Home Broncos. Win. Agreed. They win! need to win that game at home. At the Colts, at Indianapolis, at one of the best offensive lines in the NFL the last couple of years. What's going to happen at the Colts? Possible win, but I think it's a loss. But it's not out of that it's is not, a loss. It's not. It's not, not. They will not have last year's result. That will not happen. Oh, I, hold on. I'm looking in our chat right now. Um, producer Ari, sports fan extraordinaire, is very mad at me for using the old name of the Washington football team. I didn't even notice you did it. He's very, very mad at me. I apologize. You, out. you are, if nothing else, sir, helpful. Uh, closing game, L.A. Chargers here in Las Vegas. Don't even say it. You can't lose that game. Good, you didn't say it. So, I have it as a win. It's, is it a guaranteed win? No, because the Chargers, I think, are going to be pretty good. So, basically, I heard you guarantee about four games. Right, and so I think that's what I said initially. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're ten and seven. That equals ten and eight, seven. Eight and nine. All right. We're not that far apart. I mean, we've got morons on Twitter who you know are like they're going to get out of the gates at you know zero and four, one and five. Okay. John Gruden is a master of the first half of the season, and he will master the second half this year. I could have gone real he's bad the, with my language there. He's the master of his domain. <laughs> yes. He is the master of his domain. And if he's able to be the master of his domain through the second half of the season, then he wins the whole bet. Yes. By the way, uh, I was referencing a tweeter named uh, Jack Nappers. He actually is. He's a good friend of the show. He's a nice guy. Um, 
He says, uh, I almost deleted his, uh, well, he said he almost deleted his five-win tweet because he hates schedule win-loss arguments. So I get it. They are absurd. They are absurd. But, you know, I'm here to do my job. I'm here to impart knowledge. I'm here to give out free winners. I mean, over under seven and a half wins. Cha-ching. Who wants the bag? Did I use that right? All right, it's close. Candy? The bag of gas? So you're betting. Is this a bag of gasoline? So you're also betting over because you, you had a lot of optimism in there. You had some games that could win, and you're sitting at eight and nine. If they're really seven and a half, and they are, you know, out of uh, Nevada, you're, you're quite optimistic. This is a weird Adam Candy on the show today. <laughs> a team finishing with a losing record. Is it optimistic, Adam <laughs> For Candy? For you? I love For it. For you? I love it. Just goes to prove, just goes to prove one thing and one thing only. Derek Carr is an above-average NFL quarterback, and he is going to win some games for this team. Derek Carr is going to be the difference in this game win- team winning and losing some close games this year. I'll get to some more of the schedule reaction, schedule feedback. Uh, some are saying that this schedule is one of the five most difficult in the entire league based on the odds. The show never ends. Watch the Cofield and Company late night pod tonight at 9 o'clock on YouTube or at Steve Cofield on Twitter. Cofield and Company presents. Grab bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Take your hand in there, Dave. Very energetic, 5 o'clock hour, if I may say so. Adam Candy bringing it with, well, his candy optimism. 8-9 and nine after we looked at the Raiders' schedule. It is backloaded with some very tough games. You know, the funny thing was last year we thought the uh, back end of the schedule was very manageable and the Raiders kind of fell apart. So 7-5 and five last year, 6-4 and four the year before, headed towards the playoffs in both cases. Didn't make it. I think they make it this year. I have met 10 wins. I'm getting panned all over Twitter. Oh, well, you know. I'm a positive guy, Candy. I expect a lot from the Raiders. They have rebuilt this defense. They brought in a defensive coordinator who has a great reputation. They're going to have a good season. And I, I have the right to change my mind with more information. I will say this, Candy. Interesting piece up on The Athletic based on bet MGM win totals. Guess who has the second toughest schedule in the National Football League? Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah, the Raiders. Steelers have the toughest. Steelers and Raiders actually play in week two. Top five uh, most difficult schedules based on win totals. Steelers, Raiders, Lions, Bengals, Texans. That doesn't seem fair to the Lions. Well, that doesn't seem fair to the Raiders, the Lions, the Bengals, or the Texans, does it? But guess what? Part of the win total also includes the fact that you're playing the Raiders, the Lions, the Bengals, and the Texans. I mean, you go size it up, and you always look year to year and think, all right, the NFL, more than any other league, cycles through playoff teams, right? You never know who's going to rise up and have that great season. And a lot of what you get stuck with when it comes to these predictions is what division you're matched up with. Can't avoid it. So here, here we sit with the Raiders having the, uh, the, the privilege, shall we say, of catching the AFC North at a time when the AFC North 
can make a claim as having three of the better teams in football with the Ravens, the Browns, and the Steelers. And you can go on the road for two of them. Yeah. Tough, tough ask. Yeah. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Some fan reaction. Maybe they're not Raiders fans. Maybe they are. At 831 Raiders said, Raiders looking at a top five pick. Hashtag NFL schedule release. What? Top five pick. That's not 10 wins. What's going on here, Candy? That's a dreadful season. Oh, sorry. I forgot to log out. That's uh, that's my burner account. Sorry. I, <laughs> I was supposed right? to log out. Right? I was supposed to use that. Sorry. Over on the. I, I forgot. I, I knew I, it. I, I, yeah. You're I like, meant to put that on the candy like, for account. The show, I apologize. Gonna, yeah. For the yeah. show, I'm going to do eight wins, but let me get to the. Let me get the Twitter. Yeah. That's why I was trying to get my uh, my thoughts in there. Yeah. Sorry. I got to figure out the sweet deck thing. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Ravens game on Monday Night Football to open. Is this the way Raiders fans have to talk trash with the Ravens fans? By the way, uh, Jimmy Seafood, one of the best Twitter accounts out there as far as it is actually a real restaurant, uh, said earlier today about Monday Night Football here in Vegas, Ravens Raiders, going to be a home game for Harbs and company. Okay, well, one, I don't think it will be. I don't believe that the season ticket holders will miss out on game one, a Monday night football game. And hmm, I don't want to rip people if they want to sell their tickets, but sell out. I don't think a lot of people will be sellouts and miss that game. So I Ravens fans, if they want to get in, are going to have to have a lot of money or spend all their money. What if they buy the tickets right now? They're, what they, if they look, try to go, get ahead of the curve. Go look right now. It ain't a pretty picture. Look, What's the cheapest ticket you're seeing right now? Uh, I saw earlier today from uh, our guy Mick Akers that SeatGeek uh, had the cheapest ticket at six ninety two. That's a, that's a little lower than the uh, than the three thousand bar that you set. What's going on? I thought uh, you had influence around this town. Well, it's not not three thousand right now. If you want to buy around that time, forget about it. The energy be through the roof. You ain't getting a ticket then. So. The Ravens are coming in, high-powered run game. Is this the way to talk trash back at Jimmy or other Ravens fans? Uh, Jose said, "Someone or seems everyone forgot the Raiders have a top-10 offense. Let's see if Lamar and company can outscore us. And that's, right now, that's kind of the way you have to go until we know what the defense is going to do. Yeah, I mean, everything we've heard about the Gus Bradley defense is, see it? Hit it, which is exactly the opposite of what you have to do against Lamar Jackson and the read option where you're trying to figure out where the hell the ball is in the first place. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to I'm trying to tell you that you're not going to win that game, Raiders fans, but the, the whole top 10 offense thing, you, you better bring it on that Monday night. Leatherwood on his way to being an NFL all-rookie. Ruggs. Becomes the guy we think he should be. The Joker. The position. Drake. Oh, my God. Uncoverable. Darren Waller. 140 catches this year. Carr. 30-plus touchdowns in the air. Ravens. Facing. Greatest show on turf, too. Um, 
just a thought, but if if Darren Waller has 140 catches this year, I really hope Derek Carr has more than 30 touchdowns. I think I said over. Did I say 30 on the dot? I think I said over. You better have set the number at 40 if, he, Could if be. Darren Waller is going to get 140 receptions. By the way, somewhere between 30 re- touchdowns and 54. You had me uh, good, good range. You had me <laughs> seriously excited, by the way, when yeah. you said Joker. I thought Nikola Jokic was coming to play for the no, Raiders. Like, can no. you imagine him as the second tight end? Like, he'd be fantastic. The Joker position. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Candy will close on a decision by a former UNLV player. Did you see what Mbake Zhang decided? Where is Mbake Zhang going to be next? So he was down to Florida State, Central Florida, and Utah. Good versus evil. Utah against Nevada. We're good. Uh, He's going to go to Central Florida. Unnecessary shot at Utah there. Man, I, I, unnecessary shot at Utah, but have you spent much time in Central Florida? My God. Orlando over Tallahassee? Uh, Leonard Hamilton over all of those. Okay. And uh, <laughs> by the way, Salt Lake City over Orlando? Yeah, I'll actually take oh, Salt Lake. Oh, wait a second. Ah, you're right. I forgot about Riverboat Ron. Am I, am I just staying for Florida? You're right. Maybe I won't be pumping up Orlando too much. But congrats to Mbake. If that's where he wants to be, he's going to be heading off to uh, Central Florida after putting in good work for the Rebels.